0: Glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. We are not of this world, and yet we live in this world. How we view the world matters because our actions are eventually determined by what we value. We're going to begin a series on the secular worldview versus the biblical worldview. Part of this resource has been adapted from material by Pastor Jeff Boyer. Listen now to part one of the secular worldview versus the biblical worldview. I've heard of an African story told of a farmer who was walking in the garden with his donkey and as he was walking there was a ditch in the garden and the donkey fell in that ditch. The farmer tried so hard to restore his donkey but the donkey was so heavy and so not wanting to make another loss in the future he thought to himself I've always wanted to fill this hole with soil and so he began to fill the hole with soil for the donkey to want to survive, each time they threw the soil, it shook the soil off its back and stamped over the, over the soil. That kind of has an analogy of some of the troubles we go through. Shake your back and stamp over what, over them. And so, as time went on, as the soil began to fill the hole, the donkey began to rise up to the top of the hole. And somehow, the donkey managed to come out of the hole. Only. To become a slave once again to the same master. I understand how hopeless that story sounds. You repeat and repeat and repeat. Just as one trouble is out of the way, another does what? Another one comes and repeats and repeats. And someone begins to ask the question, what's the purpose there for in this world? Because it looks like we're chasing after it, but we'll never get it. We'll never get it. I want to take some time now to look at a couple of things here in scripture concerning our worldviews. Your worldview is formed, is informed, formed by your beliefs, but also your beliefs inform your what? Your values. The first question is therefore, what do you believe? Because whatever you believe informs your what? Your values. Another question is, what do you? What do you value? What are your values? What are your values? Your values dictate your what? Your actions. And usually we begin to ask the question, beginning with our actions, why do we do the things that we do? If you backtrack in that process, it goes back to how I view the world. How I view the world is informed by what I believe. Different worldviews have come up. And all they're trying to answer are these four crucial questions. This is not my material. This, I think someone did a book. These are very well-known crucial questions. Okay? And the first question has to do with origin. Where did I come from? Several worldviews are beginning to answer this question. I'm going to give us in the beginning a couple of definitions. But when we are done with these definitions, we'll then look at what the scriptures have to do with what the world is telling us the truth is because that's not what the truth is. But each of the worldviews are beginning to answer, they're wanting to answer these four crucial questions. The first one is, where do I come from? The this will tell you, came out of a big bang. Something exploded out of nothing, nothing exploded. And somehow the world was formed from nothingness. And yet today when we see explosions, we don't see order. We see this what? Disorder. This we don't see human beings being born by a bomb going off. We see them dying instead. So at some point, explosions stopped making order and reversed. It doesn't make sense. The next question these several world views are trying to answer is the question to do with meaning. Why am I here? Why am I? Why am I here? Because it looks like life is repeating. Come to Sunday, go to work, Monday to Friday, rest on Saturday, get the noise from the kids at home, demanding things, Dad, 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 Dad. Then come to church on on Sunday, and pastor also begins, the word of God, the word of God, then go back Sunday afternoon, hungry, take a Sunday afternoon nap, and then Monday again. I hate Mondays, so we usually say, isn't it? And life does what? Repeats. It's more like Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then do what? Repeat. Where am I here? Next question has to do with morality. How should I? How should I leave? How should I live? What is right and what is wrong? How should I leave? Who determines what is right and what is wrong? How should I live? The fourth one has to do with destiny. Where am I headed? Now that we are done with this life, where am I? Where am I headed? I used to struggle with that question when I was in high school. All right, trying to get a good education from S4. What are you aiming at? A very good combination in A level, isn't it? Something to do with M. Some math, some physics. And then for some reason, other the ones that are very hard at S4. So you quit out of defeat. You do history, divinity, and art. And somehow you get the points that you need to go to campus. You want a very good course. And so you apply. The university decides it's the off points. For these university courses. And then you pursue and get the bare minimum. With the government scholar- scholarship. And then you pursue it. pursue it. Three years you want to get a very good job. You get a good job. And the next thing you want is a very good wife. And three kids. I know they are usually three. But three kids. And a big car. And a house of your own. Just when you're getting those ones. You want grandchildren. And then, and, then, and then what? Then you die. Is that it? Is that it? I can as well die now. Because ultimately I'm going to do what? Let's just fast forward, and I die. What? Now. That's how some people take their lives, because life is what (laughs) meaningless. Where am I headed? Where am I headed? Let me explain to you a couple of a couple of uh, worldviews. Each of these worldviews is what you would look at and say, "This is secularism." Okay. None of it is biblical. None of them are biblical. For example, hedonism tells you that. The main objective of life is to enjoy maximum pleasure. Maximum what? Pleasure. Enjoy life as much as you can. You will make meaning out of life. And you're going to see even Paul addresses this particular one in detail. All of life is maximum pleasure. They've gone ahead to come up with a formula. That says to achieve this maximum pleasure, they can call it net pleasure. A net pleasure is pleasure minus what? minus pain, then you get the net worth. Because pleasure doesn't come without pain. So what happens? If there's 20,000 in Kajansi and it is raining, you go through the rain, that is the pain. And the pleasure that you get at 20,000, that is the net worth. Pleasure. Never maximize your pleasure as much as possible. Do the calculation and say, if the pain is greater than the pleasure, I won't take that risk. And that's how we live. Atheism just tells you there's no deities. There's no God at all. God doesn't exist. And so, when it comes to morality, human beings define their own. Molarity, relativism, has this sense of truth is not based on some object. It is based on who? So in this case, who defines meaning? The subject. I'll give an example. Some of us may prefer strawberry ice cream. And if I ask you, which is the best ice cream flavor, you tell me what? Strawberry. And Percy is thinking, Vanilla. Solomon has no clue what ice cream is. He's saying yogurt is okay. (laughs) You understand? Ice cream is for the girls. And yogurt is for that? For the boys. So if one asked what is the best flavor as an absolute truth, there's no argument on what that truth is. Because it depends on who? On the individuals. They are the ones who determine what. Maybe I should have used things like pork. Is it fried? Is it roasted pork? Those are the things I would sort of don't understand very clearly. Which is the best pork? Is it the fried one? Sun-dried? Salted? <laughs> Boiled? we say roasted. No, there's no absolute truth when it comes to those things. And here is another one that we've had. Beauty lies in the eyes of who? Of the beholder. I think my wife is the most beautiful one. pastor will disagree. And someone will say rightly so. All right? <laughs> you would disagree rightly? Rightly so. And so the world begins to define their own truth based on who, On the subject. And then humanism is simply saying, we humans are the ones who decide. No God decides that for us. And then scientism is saying facts. That was only the introduction meant to whet your appetite. Next week we shall dig deeper into where the popular view of here and now comes from. We shall see that our lives are a part of something greater. And the here and now before you go i just wanted to share with you the good news of an extra church in rwanda that has expressed interest in taking on our bible class program we can't wait to reach more youth and that's why i have to go now see you next week and bye bye